player sister. We're so excited to be back with you guys today for a little bit of a solo episode. What's up, Allie? Hi, Bird. Good morning. <laughs> we are bright and early recording. It is morning in California. It's so weird to be on the same time zone because like all of our life problems have just been <laughs> magically resolved. Yeah, a big one. Honestly, the the time change was a struggle. So really glad to be on the same time with you. Okay, well, I'm really excited for today's episode because I've been wanting to do a little Rush Talk, Ole Miss Rush, Bama Rush episode for a long time now, but I really didn't want to put it out before Rush happened at Ole Miss specifically because I know we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast who like are at Ole Miss or maybe are rushing at Ole Miss or different schools. And like, I didn't want to freak anyone out, I guess, because I feel like everyone's experience is so unique to rush that like you could talk to a hundred people and get a hundred different stories. But I don't know. I just don't want to like add nerves to already probably like a nerve wracking situation. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we've been seeing it on Instagram this week and like even our cousin is going through rush right now. So it was really top of mind for us. And we've never actually talked about it on the podcast. I mean, it's been so many years since I've gone through that and it's been a while for you too. But I do think, you know, coming at it from this perspective of being older and, you know, all the time that's passed kind of looking back on it, because at the moment it feels like the most important thing in the world but in reality, it's not that important. Totally. And also, like, I would say we both had kind of, like, fucked up Rush experiences. <laughs> like, we've never talked about it publicly because, like, for the longest time growing up in Oxford and being from Oxford, going to Ole Miss, like, I just feel like we could never talk about anything and, like, defend ourselves or, like, share, like, what, re- like, legit went on for us because people were, like, don't stir the pot, like don't cause anything. But like now I'm at the point where I'm like, I want, I would like to talk about it. Like I want to tell you all the things that happened to us. And like, I want to talk about it because like talking about stuff like this normalizes other people's experiences, first of all. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just like so infatuated with Bama Rush talk right now. I know you're not on TikTok. So I like. I am on TikTok, but not as much as you. I know you aren't on Bama Rush TikTok. Let me (laughs) rephrase. I got so invested in Bama Rush Talk like last year and the year before because I don't know, like my phone listens to me. And like, obviously I had just kind of graduated. So I was interested in Rush and it is so interesting that these girls are doing Rush and recruitment and sharing it all on TikTok. And I'm not going to lie. I'm so sad that I didn't get to like have that experience because I feel like I could have like oh, really <laughs> been a star. You, you would have killed it. Yeah. Aren't they doing a TV show on Bama Rush? I saw they did like some docu-series or documentary, but like that it was really bad. Like they like hyped it up and then it was like really like super mid. I just don't think that would have flown at Ole Miss because everything was so hush-hush. Like, you could never really know what was going on behind the scenes. Definitely. Definitely. And it's just crazy because, like, with it being shared on social media, people are getting this inside look onto things that are once were, like, really secretive and, like, you know, don't Mm -hmm. talk about it, don't say anything about it. And now everyone's just, like, posting their experiences. And I think it's good because it holds people more accountable and it takes people, like, it's so funny to see in the comments on Bama Rush Talk, people are like, checking in from the Netherlands. I don't know what Bama is, but this is so great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I think that the whole sorority thing, like there are a lot of pros and a lot of cons. It's like everything in life. Like it's not black or white. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, I think that, like you said, everyone's experience is so different. And I think that we offer a really unique perspective growing up in a college town where we both went to school, we both went through rush there, which is really, really difficult. And we can get Mm -hmm. into that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I do think that it differs from person to person. But um, I like what you said about how, you know, talking about it normalizes it, because I think from the outside looking in, you look around and like, you think that everyone's having like a great rush, but in reality, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's really fucking hard. Definitely. And I think that like, people feel really alone because I think back to that time where like, it meant everything to me, like rushing and getting in the house that I wanted and, and having a good experience was like the end all be all. But then I look at it now and I, it's just such a small part of my journey and experience. But I know that for people who go through rush and have an experience that isn't what they wanted or that was a little bit negative. It's hard to see that, that picture, that big picture moment. There's nothing you can say, honestly. Especially with like all the Bama TikTok stuff. And it's like, you see like all the fun parts of it, but you don't really get to see all the hard parts that people go through. Um, I was actually thinking about it this morning because I knew we would be recording this episode, but I was just going back to like myself in high school and like growing up in Oxford, like rush becomes a thing to you starting in middle school. It's talked literally about all the time. Before, like, I feel like like literally yeah, elementary school were, even. Yeah. Like you're, you're, it's talked about, you see it in front of your face all the time. And so you really start thinking about this as a child And, Mm -hmm. you know, it follows you as you go through middle school, high school, and it just is built up to this thing. And it's like, I remember thinking like, okay, I'm going to go through rush and then all my problems will be solved. I'll be happy. Life will be Mm -hmm. good. And, you know, I, I did all that. And then I wasn't, you know, it didn't change anything. You know, it was still, I'm still the same person. It's not like I went through rush and like automatically it was like this golden, perfect human after like nothing changed. And that kind of taught me, you know, going through that, it's like anything with life. Like if you think, oh, if I get this job, if I get this boyfriend, if I get this um, paycheck, it's like my whole life is going to change. I'm going to be a different person. And it's just, that's not reality. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, I think if you're listening to this and you aren't from Oxford, Mississippi, you'd be kind of confused because for most people, they like have a normal life and then they're like, okay, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to go to Ole Miss. And I guess I'm going to do this thing called rush. But being from Oxford, it's so ingrained in your head. I remember like a couple years ago being at bid day and seeing like a little girl that a mom had brought in because the advisors are moms, which we'll talk about that, um, wearing like a future KKG shirt. And she was like probably six. Yeah, And it's just crazy because you have that kind of hanging over your head for like the entirety of your, you know, high school and middle school experience. If you think you're going to go to Ole Miss and it's crazy. It's such a crazy phenomenon. I think for just the people of Oxford and the girls of Oxford. And if you guys you know, are from Oxford, I think you would fully understand that. Yeah. And I think too, like a lot of the beliefs are put on you from people around you. You know, it's like, you think that this sorority is good and this sorority is bad because of the, the way mm-hmm. that people around you talk about it. And you don't even really get to give it a chance for yourself. Like I remember going in to rush thinking like, okay, these are the three that I have to be, but like preferably this one, like this is the only one. And it kind of just like took away from going through the week and actually like really going through with an open mind because Mm -hmm. that was so ingrained in me, you know? Totally. Totally. And I just think it's so crazy. And like, we talk about this with mom all the time, but like how girls at Ole Miss who are so young, like, you know, 18, 19, 
they're totally getting their worth and value from like a set of letters that they're wearing on their shirt. And it's just like the most ridiculous thing because I think in the process, like rush is a crazy process in general. Like the fact that like people have to like you enough to like put you in a house or a group of people, like that's crazy. But also the fact that like, you know, you'd be in one house and that makes you better than like someone else who's like in this house because you think that you're, it's just so wild because like, at the end of the day, like your worth and value should never come from something like that. It should never come from something so like intangible, you know? Yeah. I think it's putting it into perspective too. It's like, okay, I'm going to go through rush and it's going to be fine. I'm going to make new friends and, you know, I'm going to get to go to these like parties and, you know, just have a good time, make friends that I'll probably carry with me through the rest of my life. But, Mm -hmm. you know, going through it, of the mindset that I kind of went through it as like my whole life is going to change after this. It's going to be so much better. Like, you know, really finding your worth in that, you know, it's being able to differentiate the two. Totally. Yeah. I think we both went through it with like different mindsets and different expectations. And I don't want people to hear this and think that we like had a bad experience in story life. Cause I honestly loved it. Like, like you said, some of my best friends, Perry, Libby, Erica, like I got basically gained all of them through um, being a Kappa and I loved it. But yeah, there's definitely like pros and cons. And I think during rush time, it just looks so shiny and so like glittery and it looks so great, but that's really not like the full story. And then once you get like a year or like a year and a half out, you're kind of like, eh, I don't care about this as much as I used to, you know? Oh my God. Towards the end, I wanted to quit so bad, but I didn't because of you. I I know. Thank you. I wanted to quit too, because my last two years of basically being in college and being in a sorority were COVID. So like Kappa had just decided to build a new house. So like our dues were like so high and they were like, you know, we were so stoked. And then all of a sudden it's COVID and we were like, okay, we're paying a lot, but we have no functions. And then I remember like being in Hawaii the next year and like watching the girls, the grade under me, like my littles and stuff go to their like last formal, last swap. It was so elaborate. They had like photo booths, like bounce houses. And I was like, good. I'm glad they're getting to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I guess kind of to talk about like, you know, yes, there are great friendships that can be made and, you know, there's a lot of good and bad and we can kind of dive into each. But I think the thing that I struggle with, with sororities now is just the judgment, the culture of judgment that it feeds from beginning to end. It's like, you know, going through rush, it's, you know, you're judged on how you look, what you do, you know, Mm -hmm. so many things. And it also gives girls who are pretty much the same age as you, the power to judge you. Um, And then it continues on, you know, as you go through with the whole standard system, which I think is completely fucked. um, Mm -hmm. It's like giving your peers the opportunity to make you feel shame for things that you do while you're in the sorority. Yeah, totally. I totally feel that. It's so crazy. Like when you get older in the sorority, like you're a senior and then like there's a junior, like a girl under you who you like rushed, who's like on standards and they're getting you in trouble. And just like, yeah, that feeling of just being judged, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm scared to do this. They're going to be mad at me. They're going to be mad at you. They're 19. Like, what do you mean? I think it gives girls like such a power trip, like maybe girls that have never really had any like responsibility yes. prior to this. And then they get in and they're like in charge of one tiny thing and just like go off. Make it their whole personality trait. Like, oh my yeah. God. 
But I do, I mean, I see the point of it. Like you, you want people to uphold the standards of your sorority, like they're representing you. Like I get that, but that whole system just needs to be rethought because having someone who's your age or younger, just like making you feel bad and like shame over something that you maybe did that was yeah. dumb in the moment. It's just so insane. And I can't believe it's, we subject ourselves to that. I know, literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so should we start by talking about like our individual experiences? Because Allie and I are five and a half years apart. So we did go through Rush very separate times. Yeah. Um, and yeah. maybe you can go first. Okay, guys, we wanted to take a quick break in today's interview to thank one of our amazing sponsors, Joyous Non-Alcoholic Wine. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know how much we love Joyous and what an incredible role it's played in our family and um, especially our mom's sobriety story. I feel like there's such a peer pressure around always needing to have a drink in your hand when you're at a social event. It's summer. There's a lot of things going on. And I love having the option to have Joyous for my night out if I don't want to partake in drinking alcohol. It's kind of there for everyone, no matter what your relationship with alcohol is. And it's definitely one of my favorite things on my bar cart. From sparkling to still rosé to red, there's so many options and they're so good. And like you said, Bird, it's just a fun option to have in your cup when you just don't feel like drinking. I know. And I feel like a lot of people are coming off of a summer of just kind of like go, 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 which usually involves a lot of drinking. So if you guys are trying to transition into a more calm fall or you're just kind of feeling sober curious, we have Sober October coming up. Um, definitely head over to Joyous. We will have a link in our bio. You guys can use the code SISTERS, all caps, for 10% off your order. I know a lot of our listeners have tried it and have given us so much amazing feedback on how much they love it. And so we know you guys will too. Thank you, Joyous, for sponsoring Go Call Your Sister. Now back to the show. Yeah, totally. I was the first one. And we were actually just talking about this too. It's interesting going through Rush when there was really no social media because when I was a freshman at Ole Miss, like, Instagram had just came out and we thought it was more of like a photo editing app to repost the photos yeah, on I remember Facebook. That. Like we would edit them on Instagram and then post them on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so I can't imagine, you know, going through now with everything out there on social media, like props to the people that are doing it. Yeah, um, good job. But yeah, like I said, you know, growing up in Oxford, sororities rush was like fed down your throat from an early age and you take on the beliefs of the people around you and you just kind of like put it on this pedestal. Like this is the most important thing. Like my whole worth is wrapped up in this. And, you know, I went through and being from Oxford, I feel like Oxford girls are under a microscope just because they are being watched from such a young age. So I went through and I really wanted to be this one sorority and I just kind of had it set in my mind that like this was the one I wanted. Um, And it's also really hard because like girls from that, I wouldn't say one sorority, I had like probably two that I like, you know, just kind of going in thought that I would be. And I hung out with the girls all the time who were older than me and they were so nice and always inviting me to do things. And um, it was really fun. Like I enjoyed it. You, you like the attention, you know, as a senior in high school. Mm hmm. And then I ended up getting cut from those sororities like after uh, skit night and was devastated. They don't even have skit night anymore. Like I didn't even have skit night, but that That was so so iconic. 
That was oh, so Skit night was the best. That's so sad they don't do it anymore because it's like you go to all the houses, you see their skits. It's kind of like SNL vibes. It so showed the personalities of the houses. I remember like we would get like as a kid, I would get to go to the houses and watch them practice their skit night. Yeah. And it was so like off the chain. Like it was so good. Yeah, like I, it really does show the personality. Like I remember going into one house that I thought was like really good. I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, I could maybe do this already. After their skit, I was like, oh God, like that was so bad. Like, no. I know. Um, and now it's so fucked because they have like stripped all the sorority of like all this fun stuff that they used to do. Like even when I went through, it was already like there was no skit night, but like we had other things. And now it's like so just like copy paste, copy paste. So I don't want yeah. you know, anyone to have like that. It was back very, in the day, it was crazy. Yeah, it was very like you knew the personalities of the people in the house. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was physical too. Like those door stacks we used to do, we used to stack our bodies <laughs> on top of each other, like 15 <laughs> rows deep in the door, like waving by. So insane. (laughs) And then like, I remember one time, one year during skit, we had to do, so basically they show the skit on the screen and all the girls are sitting at tables. And then the rest of the chapter is like wrapped around the tables, like doing little dances. And we had this um, move where we would put our arms around each other and we would like go with our head, like up and down. And like, if you got off the up and down, like you were (laughs) fucked. Like I broke a girl's nose behind me one year (laughs) because we were off (laughs) she started bleeding everywhere had to run in the kitchen like it was horrible Um, oh my gosh but yeah it's a lot less dangerous now I think physically yeah but like a lot less fun like I I think it's a lot less fun oh it was so much fun it was like we would jump around the whole time like we were exhausted at the end of it but um yeah so up until skit round like I had a great rush all through skit and then after skit I got like slash by the stories that I like really wanted and it was so surprising to me because like the girls there were so friendly and like I was on the front row like I was completely sidelined and then mm-hmm. you know I think that sometimes you can internalize that like what's wrong with me like why did they not like me like why were they pretending to like me but the reality of it is like it's more than that like it's more than the girls liking you because alumni are so involved mm, that yeah. you know all it takes is for one bitchy alumni who hates your mom to, you know, make a call and you're off the list. Like there are just so many factors that go into it. So like going through, if you get cut from a house, like, you know, it could have been your grades. It could have been so-and-so's mom that doesn't like you, or it's not that every girl in the house hates you. And so I think that that was something that I had a really hard time with. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard about this, alumni are basically mothers and adult women who work and help the sorority like facilitate its running. So like it would be, for example, like a mom who lives in Oxford, who's a Kappa would be a Kappa alum. And she's kind of in charge of like helping a lot. And one thing about Kappa that was Allie and I sorority, that's different than a lot of them is that like, there's not a a big hands-on presence of alum. Like the girls really do get to make a lot of the decisions, but a lot of the houses, it's almost like, I feel like 99% up to the alums in the, the moms that are running the show. And that is so like out of every single thing that's fucked up about rush, the fact that mothers are this involved and also have this much of a say is so like, I feel like that's like comical. Like that's like unreal. I can't even. Yeah. That's like a whole different topic to dive into, but like imagine being, imagine being a 40 year old woman or 50 or fucking 60 and caring about what an 18 year old girl is doing like and judging an 18 year old. That is so like beyond. 
it's like get a life, get a hobby, like go knit or crochet or something. Like Jesus. But yeah, I think that, you know, knowing that going into it, that it's so nuanced and there are so many reasons and, you know, it's not because everyone doesn't like you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that was a lot for me to kind of grapple with too. It's like feeling unliked because like, you know, up until then, that was probably the first time that I it's kind of like the first time that you feel rejection if you yeah it was definitely the first time that I felt rejection and it was really really hard and so I ended up getting my third choice which you know I totally understand people have harder rushes um I ended up getting my third choice which was Kappa and honestly it worked out so great because you know, looking back, I think that I thought these sororities were so good because people that had been in them like 20 or 30 years prior said they were Mm -hmm. good, but I actually would not have, you know, gotten along with the girls who were in it presently, not gotten along, but like maybe just didn't have the same interests. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Kappa actually, you know, was great because I got to meet girls from outside of Mississippi, from all Mm -hmm. over the country. Um, I'm still friends, you know, with a lot of them, Lindsay and I, um, we're roommates in Nashville after college and we're still best friends. My friend Caroline Golson, my friend Catherine Bienvenu, um, who I'm going to see in Denver this weekend. Um, so I really took away a lot of friendships with girls that I probably would never have met. And mm-hmm. I, you know, got the opportunity to do a lot of things. Like I was so involved. I was event chair. I ran for ASB. I got to do that. I got to do Parade of Beauties, like all these opportunities that just kind of like opened up to me by, you know, just being in the place where I was meant to be. Totally. Oh my gosh. Side note, when you were event chair and you convinced the bus to take you guys to a late night after. I got, I got sent to standards for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's so true. And like, when you said that you're judging it on like you know, my, your mom was this. And so like, I think this house is the best. I would say like every four years or so the houses like cycle, like obviously there's all new girls coming through every four years There's a whole new set of girls. Um, and that means the personality of the houses change. So even like your experience with the house, when I went through like five years later could have been totally different because the personality shift and like, you really can't, that's why it's so hard to like listen to what other people say about houses because like you're never going to have that same experience, you know? And also when you go in for rush, you're talking to like three or four girls, maybe around that is not a reflection of the whole entire house, you know? Yeah. Like I wish that going back, if I could do it again, I wish I could go through with a completely open mind and not have any influence from anyone around me. But yeah, and just because like you like one house, you know, someone else might not like it and vice versa. Like it's so Mm -hmm. dependent on who you are and what you're into and your personality. So it's not like these three are the best. Like that's bullshit. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, it just goes to show like you end up where you're supposed to be. And, um, you know, I had a great four years and, you know, it's something that I've seen continue on like with you going through rush and getting to love Kappa and experience it like I did. And that was just so fulfilling for me. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just, it's such a testament to like, you will be put where you're, where you're meant to be. And like, we, you try to tell girls that who were going through recruitment, like, you know, you're going to be exactly where you're meant to be. And people are like, well, I don't want to be anywhere, but you're like, like, oh, well, you mean this place (laughs) is where I'm meant to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I had a really different experience during recruitment, like equally kind of crazy, but different because when Allie went Kappa, I was in like seventh grade, maybe I was in middle Mm -hmm. school. 
And I decided that like I was going to just become infatuated with Kappa because like I wanted Allie to love it. Like I thought it was amazing. I didn't really ever know anything about story life, like having a sister go through and everything. So like I remember the first thing I did when you rushed is I learned the Kappa <laughs> rap and then I performed it to you. Like <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn. It was just so like not in character for me, but I was like, I'm going to learn this Kappa rap because there's this song called the Kappa rap and it's so fun. And I was like, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to perform it to Allie. And like, I wonder show if I remember her. it. Yes, you do. It's like, uh, want to be on top like me? I got disco KKG. Keep it classy. Keep it classy every, every night. night with the blue on blue. You'll look just You'll look right. just right. We've got yeah. it all right here. Okay. <laughs> just want to make it clear that never whatsoever could I have chosen something better. And I was like, I'm going to perform this and she's going to love it. And like, she's going to really feel like a real excited Kappa, like after I perform this. And throughout like the rest of your time there, like I was just always the Kappa house mom. Actually, our mom was in a different sorority, um, a story <laughs> that cut both of us. So like, she was always at the cap house helping during rush because she lived in Oxford. And so I would always go, I actually like filmed multiple Kappa bid days and would put the actual bid day video together as a middle schooler. Like I remember one of my videos from y'all's alien bid day went viral on total frat move. And it was like <laughs> made by Sarah Caroline Bridgers. I was like, Oh, this is going to be so good when I go through rush. Bird was like 14 um, at the time. Yeah. And like every year, like my family would go to Kappa bid day completely dressed to theme and we like loved all the girls and they're like felt like kid like daughters to my mom and dad and then every year people would be like is your sister is this her year like she is she here and you'd be like no no she's just dressed up and um so when I went through rush I felt like it was like no secret at all that I wanted to be a kappa and that was it and like I did nothing to hide this fact like I literally would go out every single um What's it called? Oh my god! What's the summer thing called? Summer school? No. Oh. Uh, uh, oh oh fuck! What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Wait. Um. Oh my god! I'm gonna die. What is it? <laughs> Is it, oh my gosh. Orientation. Orientation. Oh my God. That is so bad. <laughs> We're like so far removed now. Um. Anyways, I would go out every single orientation with the Kappa Rush team and like basically rush on Kappa's behalf. Like I would go out with them. They'd invite me every single time. I like would literally, this was also like 2017. So there weren't as many rules as there are even now. Like it was still a little bit more lax. But I would literally post pictures with the Cab Rush team and be like, hashtag love my love these girls, hashtag sisters before rush. <laughs> like before rush. That's so like wrong. And um I kind of went into it knowing that like, okay, Allie had this experience and I just want to be a Kappa, but I already know that like my recruitment might not be that great because I haven't hid what I wanted to be. And I also just have no interest in these other houses. Like I have friends in them. It'll be fun to go say hello, but I'm not ending up here and I don't want to be there. And like, I wouldn't recommend going into anything with that kind of attitude because if something does go awry, like you might end up severely disappointed and also with like no other options. And that's kind of what happened to me 
except for being disappointed. Um, but I went through recruitment and I just remember like back when I went through, they would call you in the order of which they wanted you, which they don't do anymore. They like stopped doing that while I was in school. Um, and that was pretty fucked, honestly, that like you'd get to the house and the order of which they're calling your name is how bad they want you. Like, that's crazy. And where you sit in the house, like there'd be like really good places to sit. And then they'd be like, damn near putting you in a dungeon with like some weird girl. And then you knew that they didn't want you. And um, I remember like going through and like, I always felt like such a beautiful princess at Kappa because like they'd open the door, they'd be like, Sarkar. And like, I'd go in first and like, I'd be like, hey guys, like give everyone updates. Like, I think Libby's going Kappa. I think Barry's going Kappa. I was literally rushing all of my friends in the dorm. And um, to go Kappa because I knew I wasn't going to go anything else. And they all had like all these great options, obviously. And so um, I remember like going through the other houses though. Like I, the house that our mom was, they called me the wrong name. They weren't even calling me the right <laughs> name. So I didn't know to go in. I was like, wait, who is this? And um, I remember being in the other houses and like going day after day after day of like being called like last or like being put in a shitty seat, even though I knew I'd set myself up for that. I was kind of like, damn, this does hurt like your internal worth. And like, I went into it with such a good attitude because like, I love talking to girls and I really truly like made so so many good connections in all the different houses. And I loved hearing about where other people were from. I remember specifically being in Pi Fi and meeting the coolest girl from San Diego, which is so crazy. Cause like that stuck with me and now I'm here. Um, But yeah, I just kind of, you know, that kind of dwindles your worth down a little bit, even though like I knew what I ultimately wanted to be. And I remember I even went to a different house, which was also a top house. And I was talking to my friend who was a senior and I knew that like being picked up by a senior pretty much meant like at the time that like I wasn't super high on the totem pole because I was also sitting on the floor kind of. But I was talking to my friend and I was just like, yeah, I've had a great week. I've met some cool girls. And I remember telling her like she was asking like, so like in this house, she's going so like you think you're going to go Kappa? And I was like, yeah, like don't keep me around to like take a spot. I was literally telling this girl, like cut me, cut me right now. And that's not a smart thing to do either. But I didn't really care. (laughs) I didn't care. And um, the days go on and people kept me around for a minute. And then there was one day kind of like similar to you where I just got completely whacked and I was waiting for it. And I remember my gamma Kai, like she was passing out all of the schedules and she was like, so and if you if you if you don't know oh. what a yamakai is it's like your leader through rush it's like an older yeah. girl you don't know what sorority she's in and she kind of just like guides you through the process right um mine's name was shelby she's a theta she's so sweet she was such a gem she took me behind the street <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna give you your schedule i'm gonna give you your schedule but i just like i'm here for you if you need anything and I'm kind of thinking like, holy shit, like, did I get completely <laughs> cut out? Like, is this what they do? They take you behind the tree if you get completely cut out. <laughs> and I think everyone on this day had like five or six and I had three or two. I had three or two. And I ended up not even having anything on that day. Like I was fully dressed and ready for, I think it was sisterhood. And then I just got to go back to my dorm. Um, I didn't have any houses that day. But everyone was like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? Like, are you fine? And I was like, guys, this is what I was expecting. Like, this is not a shock to me. This is exactly how I knew this would go. Like, I kind of viewed it as like, great, I get a free day. And like, I remember I was telling you about everything, but I wasn't telling mom about really anything because like mom was like way too fixated. So like, I was not telling her who I got cut from or any of that stuff. 
I would go to the union in at Ole Miss, like the Chick-fil-A and eat between rounds. And mom would be there. She'd be like, Hey, Hey, are you doing good? And I'm like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? <laughs> I would like get home from like Greek day and she'd be in the Martin lobby with like a cookie cake. And, she, and she's like, Hey, I didn't know when you'd be back. So I just sat in here and waited and, and I wanted to give you this cake. And I was like, how long have you been here? We don't even have phones. Um, so yeah, anyways, I got like pretty whacked that day and then I had two or three left and it was so funny because when it came down to pref day, which is like preference day is the day you have your last two and you go to both houses and I had Kappa and 80 pie. And I would say out of like every house I went to, those two houses were the houses that I felt like the very best. Like every time I walked into Kappa and every time I walked into 80 pie, I felt like they were just so kind, like so gracious to me, like really made me feel loved. Like even the girls at 80 pie were like, okay, we heard you're going Kappa probably, but if you didn't, we would love to have you here and you would be so great. Like, and you would have so many friends. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I just felt so great. And like, I felt really good with like the last two that I had. And like, I felt fine. And I go to rank my houses and kind of went to bed, like with this piece of like, okay, if I get Kappa, then I'll be happy. And that's what I wanted. But if I go 80 pie, that'll be great too. Because, you know, I met so many girls in there that I like genuinely connected with and bid day rolls around. And at this point I'm exhausted because like it's days, it's like seven full days and I'm so tired. Your emotions are all over the place. And I'm walking through bid day and I put on, like, I don't know if you guys remember if you are part of my journey, my blue eyeliner phase. All right, guys, jumping in to thank one of our incredible sponsors, Lulu's Oxford. Lulu's is a staple in Allie and I's life. If you guys have heard us talking about it before, we've been shopping at Lulu's since we were literally in middle school. For every event, when I'm home, I always stop by because they have the best earrings, shoes, accessories. I know football season is upon us, and that means date parties and swaps for all of our Ole Miss girls. So be sure to check out Lulu's for all of your needs. And what we love about Lulu's is that if you're not located in Oxford, they ship nationwide. You can shop on their Instagram at Lulu's Oxford and check out all the amazing shoes and accessories that they have in stock. I'm heading home soon for an Ole Miss game. And I know that I'll for sure be stopping by Lulu's to grab my favorite accessories. So thank you, Lulu, so much for being a sponsor of Go Call Your Sister. Now back to today's episode. I wore blue eyeliner every day like for years for years for years and but that specific day on bid day I like had slathered it all over my face and like I had rushed the hell out of my friends I convinced everyone to go kappa (laughs) with me like it was so crazy the kappa rush team was literally texting me during rush week being like any updates on like Elza like have you heard about what Libby's gonna do and I'd be like don't worry guys I would like lock them in the dorm and perform the kappa route this is how full circle it comes I would lock Libby in her dorm room and, <laughs> and talk her out of going whatever she, like other house she had. I would perform the cap rap and I'd be like, picture this. We're at the bar. They're playing this song. We're screaming. <laughs> and we got really lucky my year because like all of my really good friends had like all kind of gotten cut from like one thing or another, but everyone had Kappa like in common. And so we were like, we're all going to go Kappa. And so Big day rolls around. I walk into the Grove to get my card. I have blue eyeliner on. And this girl, like, I remember I walked past her and she goes, Sarkar is wearing blue eyeliner because she thinks she's going Kappa. And I turned around and I was like, I was so just fed up with the week. And I was like, FYI, I pressed Kappa <laughs> and 80 pie and they're both blue. So thanks. 
<laughs> and she was, and I'm like, not, I'm not an aggressive. Like I don't really make those comments often unless I'm put like pushed to the point of like, I'm feeling aggressive right now. And um, anyways, long story short, I got my card, went Kappa. It was great. I was so stoked because I had like genuinely rushed like the best pledge class <laughs> as a person going through rush that like, I think any sorority, like, I don't know if this is like bold, but like, any sorority's ever gotten like my pledge class at Kappa that year was like top notch. And um, it was such a crazy experience. I remember people like making the comment to me like, oh, I heard you had like a, a, t- a bad rush. And I'm like, I did not have a bad rush. I got exactly what I wanted and I had an extra free day and I don't view that as having a bad rush. Oh my God. I know that was such a fun day. Your bid day was awesome. But yeah, I mean, oh, it just yeah. goes to show, I like, like sprinted, I sprinted down the, down the road and cap was far and I'm like so winded, but I'm like trying yeah. to beat everyone. And Allie's standing there with my like bid day Jersey. And like, no, I, I wish that like in my moments of sadness, I could just like put myself back in that. Like, Cause that yeah. was just like the biggest rush of like happiness, I think. Oh, and just yeah. you being there and like how full circle that all came because through an experience that was kind of hurtful to you. Yeah. I got to have like the best day of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just goes to show, like if I would have been able to write the plan, like it would not have worked out like this, you know, like it would have been mm-hmm. a very different story. And um, I think it just goes to show that like, we're not in control and that's actually not a bad thing. Hundred percent, and I know that there's like a lot of girls out there who have just gone through recruitment, especially once the episode comes out. The day just has just happened, and we talk about all this stuff of how like it was so fun, it was so great, but like there are a lot of people who are not feeling that way, you know, yeah. today, and and they're feeling like their worth is just like down the drain, and you know they can't believe what happened, and I just want to let people know that like. As happy as that day was on bid day, first of all, it was not the best day of my life. I think I've had like 55 other best, better days of my life since that point. But, you know, it's so good in that moment. But I know it comes with a lot of hurt. And for like every really excited person, there's like five really hurt people. And I just wish I could like wrap everyone up in such a like group hug of who's going through that right now because it's so devastating and and no one should be made to feel that they're not good enough or they're less than just because of a letter on a house you know yeah it honestly is so much trauma for an 18 year old girl to go through like just the shame and the rejection and just the sadness that you have to deal with at such a young vulnerable age but yeah I mean same I echo what you said and I just want people to know that just because you put that jersey on your life does not change. It's not like Cinderella where you put it on and like you're popular and all the boys like you and you get to do all this cool stuff. Like it's not like that at all. And it's actually quite disappointing once you go through it and you had it built up so high in your head and you're like, fuck, I have to do all this work on the other side. Or like, you know, I still am struggling in chemistry or like, you know, like it doesn't make everything more on my plate. Yeah. It doesn't make everything. The first thing they made us do. When I went through the very first thing, they made us dance at Theta Encore. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. no. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it really doesn't make everything better. It, it doesn't really make anything better. Like, it's just another thing that you have to do. And, um, you know, once you get in, you realize, wow, how did I even get in? Because you realize what goes on on the other side, which is just a whole oh, yeah. different mind fuck um you know girls can raise i remember being in this big room and they would pull up girls on slideshows and raise their little you could raise your green or red card and then you could say like a word against her or for her and it's just like 
a lot of judgment. And I don't know if I would want to put my daughter through that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know how the other houses do it, but yeah, for Kappa, we would do like bid session. I don't even know if they do it anymore, honestly. Like um, I heard that they haven't since COVID, but we would literally hold up red and green cards for girls who like we had never met and people making comments like, you know, she's like worldly, AKA like she's a hoe. Okay. Well like, so are you and you're in here. So like, I don't know. It's just such a, a double standard and, and it's, it's tough. And like, it does not define who you are as a person. And in a couple of years, it will really hold like little to no importance to you at all. So. Oh, none whatsoever. Like, sure. Yeah. I love Kappa. I'm all for it. But do you think I'm going to go up there and be an advisor? Absolutely not. No. Oh my God. I would rather die. I would literally rather die. <laughs> I would be a house mom. Like if something goes like crazy for me in my adult life and like, I don't know, I lose my husband or like I find myself very lonely. Sure. I would go be a Kappa house mom for sure. That would be so much fun. Also, shout out to Mama Jean because she's the best. Uh, and we miss her. Shout out to Mama Jean. She actually it was so crazy. She used to make our dance costumes when we danced as like kids. And then she ended up being our house mom at Kappa for all of Allie's time and all of mine. And it was just yeah. so sweet. It was sweet. I love her. Um, but yeah, you know, I hope that this episode is really encouraging to you, whether you're going through rush and you're excited and happy and fun. I hope it helps you just kind of put it into perspective and not tie your entire worth into this. And also hope it resonates with people that are maybe having a hard time with it and maybe it didn't work out the way they wanted. And I hope that this just helps reassure you that life goes on and there are bigger and better things. And we know it feels so important and so big and heavy right now, but I promise you it will not be like this forever and you will make friends and you will have so many fun memories in college, regardless of if you're in a sorority or not. Totally. And when people say like, you're always put where you're meant to be, sometimes that isn't a house. And sometimes it isn't where you thought you should be because there's other experiences that are waiting for you. And I feel like every time I face some sort of rejection in my life, there's been some like ultimate higher purpose that I like would have never have been able to see without that rejection. And mm-hmm. throughout my life, I look back at every single thing that has been really hurtful and I'm so grateful for it. We were just talking about this on our walk in LA, like every single time we've been sad or disappointed or hurt in the end, we've been grateful for the experience. And mm-hmm. um, I know that's super hard to like hear in the moment and to resonate with, but like it will get better if you are on that side of being disappointed. And if you on the other side of you're just starting your sorority journey or you're about to rush, like these will be such special times of your life and like do what you can to like make that a better place because you're in it and treating mm-hmm. people with like love and respect and, and how, how people should be treated when it's your turn to be on the other side of it. Yeah. And just keep it in check, you know, like it's not the biggest thing of your life um, and it will not be the biggest thing of your life in even three years, you know? But yeah, I love that you said that bird about our walk because we were just having this conversation about things not working out and how it leads you to your ultimate purpose. And I just think that's so important, especially like as you and I have gotten older, like we have more years to do that. And like at 18, you're still really young. Like I know it doesn't feel like it. You feel like you're out of college, you're out of high school, you're an adult, but in reality, you're still so fresh and so young. But, you know, looking yeah. at this as a 29 and a 24-year-old, we can see it. We can see how the rejection has actually led to where we are now and how we can be grateful for it. 
Absolutely. And there's people I know who are like 40 and they're still carrying that like hurt of something that happened to them in sorority recruitment. And my advice would be like, go get in therapy and work through it because (laughs) it will get better, but you've got to facilitate that. And like, I don't know. I just, it's such a funny time and you know, it's fun to be on Bama Rush Talk and it's fun to see like bid day. And I love seeing Kappa's videos. I actually was in the Greek day video like four times. People kept sending it to me. Um, I was the PR chair for Kappa. So I am in a lot of videos, but I thought that was funny. Um, it's fun to see it. And I'm, I'm excited to see like where everyone, where everyone lands. Yeah. But I'm glad we got to talk about this. We've never talked about it publicly. I don't think. And it is such a multifaceted topic. Um, so I hope that you guys have taken something away from this. This is an episode I've been wanting to do for a long time, simply just because of how immersed I am in Bama Rush right now. And um, do you even think sororities will exist? Like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but like by the time we would have kids that would go through, I, don't, I think not. Like, I think, I think they, surely they not. Surely not. Like, that's the reason I didn't drop during COVID was because they were like, if you drop, you're going to lose your alumni. And I was like, well, shit, like my kids might need this. Like, but then I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, I, I don't think so. Like, they're stripping it back so much already. I feel like there's just no way. And honestly, like, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think it's a bad thing either. And honestly, like, if I had a daughter that was going to college, I'd be like, go to this art school. Like, go do something else. Like, do not right. put yourself through this. It's so funny, like, seeing other schools in comparison to Ole Miss. Like, when I went to um, – when I was living in Hawaii, like, UH Manoa, there were two sororities. And, like, everyone just like, it's so weird to be in a sorority. Don't, like, you know <laughs> – they only have like 12 girls in this one and I was just like oh my gosh I couldn't imagine like you know they're like no you need to be on like the surf club like don't do don't no one does Greek life and I'm like can you imagine an Ole Miss like people being like don't do it so weird and it's just crazy like it's not a universal experience it's just very niche in the SEC oh yeah it's so crazy and insane and um uh, well Great solo episode. I know you're traveling this weekend, so I hope you have mm-hmm. fun. And you. we will be back with you guys next week for a really fun episode. And I can't wait to hear about your date tonight. Yeah, my date is tonight. I know. I'll recap. I'll recap next week. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye.